0: What's up everyone? This is David Greenspan and you are listening to season two of the Mindshare podcast. A proud member of the Industry Syndicate Media Network. Additional podcasts are available at Mindshare101.com and on all the major podcast platforms. This week's episode is sponsored by Kits Keep in Touch Systems. This is episode 77. She's an associate broker and owner of RVA Home Team, brokered by eXp Realty. In 2017 and 2018, she won an eXp Video Star Award and is recognized in the company as an icon agent. She is the co-founder of the successful SnapPack Real Estate and Marketing Media Group on Facebook, as well as a co-founder of REM, a marketing mastermind for realtors. She's a national speaker and was named by Inman News as one of the 19-plus real estate Snapchatters you can't help but watch. And this one tops the cake for me. She has a passion for marketing and relationship building, so you can imagine why we're excited to have her here today. Shannon Milligan, welcome to the Mindshare Podcast.
1: Hey there. Thank you for having me and for saying all those two kind words.
0: It is absolutely my pleasure. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for making the time. It is, uh, it's been a long time coming, I feel like.
1: I know. I, I'm surprised we haven't done this sooner, and I can't wait to get my podcast started so I can have you on.
0: Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that, and we're going to have you as part of the Industry Syndicate as well. We're excited about that.
1: Yes, it's going to be good. I just, I just got to you know, get started to be great, right?
0: Well, there's the thing. There's the starting point. Just don't let anything hold you back like we were talking about before, right? Yes. But I do know that uh, speaking with some uh, some mutual friends of ours, that's where we've bumped into each other. And it's funny because where are you located right now?
1: I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I'm in an apartment because we're building a house. We moved in on Friday, so please excuse whatever might be in the background. I'm in my daughter's apartment bedroom, which is the only place where I have any decent light. Um, But that's in Midlothian. We're building a house in Powhatan, Virginia, which is about 15 minutes away, and excited and it's it's interesting to be back in my uh client's shoes and i have a lot of sympathy and empathy for them right now
0: yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i know uh it's a, it's an interesting time to be moving around and doing those things but it's it's funny because you're being in richmond virginia i'm in richmond hill ontario you're in the united states i'm in canada um but we connected here and we did that through a mutual group of friends um, so it's amazing how, you know, the, the, the wire can spread so quickly and you can start to, you know, develop relationships with people. Um, and as we sort of alluded to, you know, in, in terms of our topic today and, and kind of where your passion lies around marketing and relationships, you know, this is perfect example of that, right? Um, we know each other through third party, let's call it, we get together, we're able to talk, we're able to build relationship. And I mean, welcome to the podcast, right? Which is just a starting point of anything, you know, you never know where things are going to go, but it is all about relationships there. So I'm curious, like with respect to your passion in this part of the biz, what is the key to building relationships? Like, why is it so important in this business, especially?
1: Because, well, first of all, I think it's the golden rule. I want to treat others as I want to be treated. Um, And it's just... That's where trust comes from. You only gain trust through having a relationship. You know, it's one of the reasons why uh, people go to their doctor and they, they stay going to that same doctor because you go there and it's a little uncomfortable at first, right? But as you build that relationship, you wouldn't want to go anywhere else. Like I know when I've moved from other states, I hate that, that I got to go find all new doctors because it's, it's just really not comfortable until you build the relationships. And just doing unto others as you would have done unto you Um, and it, it makes it worthwhile to even be in this business because if you're not relational, you're transactional. And if you're transactional, you're just churning and burn them. And all you do is wake up every day for the dollar. And I believe that when you have the relationship and do good work, money will come. I never, ever worry about money when it comes to my job, because I know that I do a great job for my clients or I die trying. Um... And, and the money will just come. So I focus on, you know, more units than I do volume. And, and that is just more families served and more families that I've been able to help. And it's just a, it's a quality of life thing for me. And when I switch, because in this business, when I first started, you know, it's all about the next one, the next one, the next one. And it, it really weighed on me and it, it made me, um, have anxiety and I still suffer from some anxiety. We can get into that if you'd like with the whole mental health of real estate. That's really interesting. Once you achieve a certain level, you don't want to fall off that. But I will tell you that when I my mindset changed to relationships, uh, it my whole business changed, my whole life changed, and it made real estate fun again. And what you don't know is in 2015, I quit the business. I had sold 20 houses in three months, um, which was a lot for an individual agent.
0: 20 houses in three months,
1: and and you quit the business. I quit. I um, I wasn't feeling good. And long story short, turns out I had a medical issue that I didn't know about with my heart. Um, And then after nine months, I went back. But that was the shift for me to, I'm not going to go back to these people that are going to yell at me when it's transactional. You know, they have no skin in the game with you. They're just going to treat you like a doormat. And so when I went back, I made a conscious effort to, okay, let's, let's work with people that I really want to work with. Life is short. And that's really what relational marketing and uh, relational business is all about.
0: I love that. I think that that, what you brought up there with respect to, you're not so focused on the dollars, because you know that if you focus on the right group, business will come. Did I hear that? 100%. Right? That's what it comes out of. So you put your eggs in the basket of your contact list.
1: I put my eggs in a basket that you're going to probably laugh about. I, people ask me all the time, how I get business. I pray a whole lot and God fulfills that order. But I also believe that he favors those that work their butts off and, and make it happen. So I just, I follow up with people Um, you know, when COVID came about, I wanted to see, normally I do a movie event in June and we can't do that right now. Um, even if they open it back up, people just aren't going to want to go to a movie theater right now. So I wanted to let my clients and and sphere know that I was thinking of them. So I spent 800 bucks. Um, I picked 80 of the clients and I just sent them cookies. Um, Cheryl and company had 999 delivered cookies, a little sampler. And I sent it and I didn't say anything about business. I just said, you know, hey David, just want to send some fun during this crazy time. We're here. If you need us, stay healthy. Shannon and Lisa, Lisa's a buyer agent that I have. Um, And that went over so well. The text that I got, it wasn't about business. I wasn't looking for business. I just wanted them to know that I genuinely care about them. And at the end of the day, people just want to know that they're seen and that they're heard. And I wanted to make sure that they knew that I saw them during this. And if they need me, I'm here to hear them.
0: And I, uh, so when we look at this, then and, and I'm with you there and, and you go contact list and you're there to help and you really want to make sure that you're working hard for it. And, and I, you know, it's funny, I was reading, um, I just finished, and I mentioned this to some of my, my members the other day, but I just finished uh, reading a book by Zig Ziglar. And at one oh. point in there, you know, he was, I don't know if you've read his stuff before and he's got a million books out there, but you know, in one part of the book, he said something about, you know, just, just having belief that it's going to come to life. He goes, you've got to have belief, but he goes, if that's all you rest on, you know, it's like the person who stepped on the railroad track and had belief the train wouldn't hit him. He says, well, you got hit by the train. And it was that thing of going, you, you, you know, exactly pretty much what you said a little bit different of the way it said but you've got to have the belief you've got to believe you got to have faith in it all at the same time you really got to work your butt off right it is about 100%. getting out there and talking to people so and again you're you're stating and i agree with you completely if you're maybe agreeing with me on this point but 70 to 90 percent of your business does come from that contact list
1: yeah it's probably a good good 85 um, and I don't do any kind of ads. I don't do any kind of, I don't buy Zillow anymore. I used to before I had that little heart issue. I don't do any of that stuff anymore. Um, So I'd say a good 85 to 90% comes from referral. Maybe that 10 to 15 that's left over Somehow I just get some leads that show up on my website and I'm not doing anything to drive it there. Maybe that's from some of the videos that I do that they just happen to stumble across it and that's how they funnel in but I'm not spending any money to funnel anything that way. So hundred, you know, um, if you have hundred people, I'd say about 85 are probably coming through a sphere or past clients or where I get a ton of referrals is fellow agents because I treat them really well.
0: Okay. And I want to dig into that more, but first I want to circle backwards uh, for a moment here. Cause I do, I really do actually want to ask you about the anxiety part that you brought up. Um, and just before you answer that, I, where were we the other day? Who was I talking to? I don't remember. Anyways, I was having a conversation with somebody and somebody brought it up. Somebody put out a post. That's what it was. Somebody put out a post about exactly that was around that, that mental state of mind of what's going on right now. And I then kind of, I, I answered the question and I kind of followed up and did my own story about it and got some feedback. A lot of uh, one-on-one DMs from a lot of people that I know going, Dave, thank you, needed that or whatever. People are going through anxiety right now. Where do I get my next deal from? And we get that a lot, right? Where am I getting my next deal from? But now it's like, well, I'm handcuffed. I can't get out there. I can't do what I'm supposed to be doing on a regular basis. What do I do? My routine is off. Everything has changed. And I mean, look, I don't sell real estate. I try to help this industry be better every single day. That is my goal. That being said, I too am at home. I too am confined. I am not getting to feed off of all the people. And that's why I need these Zooms and these webinars because I get to talk to people like many of us. But I feed off of people. And for anybody that's like that, or even anybody that is concerned, there is a, say, a sense of anxiety, maybe uncertainty, maybe depression that is setting in on many. So share that with me. Like you, you said, you, you, you're okay talking about that. So I don't mean to dig too deep on that. But I'm curious to know when it comes to anxiety, like from what and how did you deal with that?
1: I think it's important to talk about it because I I feel like in real estate nobody does talk about it and here's why they're so afraid that their next competitor is going to use it against them that they don't say anything and it's it's so important for mental health to say hey me too you know I, I've gone through that too and and when I'm honest about it I have a lot of people reach out to me just as you said and they talk to me about it and that. That's building relationships. First of all, by the way, like being honest and truthful and relatable, that's building relationships. Um, I get it before COVID. I had it a lot because um, I'll just be very frank. When you hit a certain level or, or certain amount of people are following you at that point. um, For me, I got to this point where I think people, I felt like people were putting me on a pedestal and I'm not worthy of that. I'm not worthy of that praise. Like even when you were saying nice things about me, I have this moment of I shrink instead of like, you know, bloom from that. And and, and, you know we can go back to like childhood stuff, right? For why I'm like that, but I get some anxiety about that. So you fast forward to COVID and my business was going 125 miles per hour. And we had sold um, 27 houses between January and middle of March, which is a lot. Wow. I mean, it was really? going to be our best year because we usually sell about fifty to sixty homes a year, and so that's a lot in those first three months. Uh, and I was actually feeling like a little overwhelmed. But you fast forward to COVID, and it just it it just stopped. Like we we went down to twenty five miles per hour. It was kind of trickling in. And I talked to some agents about it, and it's funny. Publicly, a lot of agents are like, "Ah, it's fine. Everything's just like it is." No, it's not. It cannot be. You have millions upon millions of people losing their jobs, being furloughed. Um, you have retirees losing money in the stock market that they were using. It mm-hmm. cannot be. It cannot be just as it was. And I, it really irks me. Wait, now you hit, you touched a button. Yeah,
0: go for it. I, I, seriously, I think it's a big topic. I think it's important to talk about.
1: Oh, it just ticks me off when people are just like. You know, sweeping it under the rug and saying, "Oh, everything's fine. So then, in my head, I'm human too. I see post you know posts of somebody posting a listing and another person posting a listing. and I started to get down on myself because I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I went from one hundred and twenty five to twenty five miles per hour. It must be me. And my husband and my therapist reminded me on Facebook, you see one person posting one listing. It feels like it's they're doing a hundred listings because you see each individual posting one thing. That's not one person posting 100. That's 100 people posting one. And so I just think it's really important that we have honest conversations. Uh, We're gonna get through this. People are still buying and selling real estate. It's just slowed down and it will come back. And I'll tell you, there's gonna be a whole lot of babies uh, you know, (laughs) nine months from now, or, and unfortunately I think we're going to have some divorces and I hate that. I I was about to
0: ask that question too. We see the babies, we see the other side of things, I guess, right. We're
1: going to see all of it. So there's always going to be a need for it. Um, but the mental health, I think people need to be honest and, and speak up and say how they're feeling. Um, I've been feeling, you know, a little like I'm not worthy or that I'm, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But the truth is, I'm doing exactly what I should be doing. I'm supporting my friends. I'm supporting my family and supporting my clients. If they need something, I'm supporting local business by buying gift cards. And I gave them away to my sphere on Facebook. Like I didn't even keep them. I gave them away. Um, I'm just being there for people. And, um, I think that's the best thing you can do for your mental health is to show up. And you mentioned books. When I find that my mental health is taking a dive, it's because I'm not reading enough. I need to fill my brain up every day with something important. Zig Ziglar's awesome, and uh, right now I'm reading Chop Wood, Carry Water. Awesome, awesome book for mindset. It's it's fantastic. I posted the other day on Facebook about this. They had this analogy about being a golf ball, and did you know that golf balls used to be smooth? until this guy came up with a theory that he did Was didn't that you that
0: posted that? Yes. Yeah, I yes. did see that with the dimples and the flat and whatever.
1: Yes, yeah it resonated I, with I, me. I read, I read that. And all of a sudden, my mindset changed. And it's like the tape switched. Sometimes I have a hard time getting the tape to switch in my head, but the tape switched, and now I'm full-blown, let's go at it, let's do what I need to do. Um, but I'm also being careful in terms of marketing and stuff. This is not the time, in my opinion, you can all disagree, this is not the time for me to be out there saying it's the best time ever to buy a house because I don't believe it. (laughs) I think it's a great time for certain people that are confident in their jobs. You're know, you never 100% confident in your job. You could always lose your job at any time. But for service workers and such right now, I don't think it's a great time for you to buy a house. Um, It is a good time for sellers if they're cool with people coming through their house and touching things because we have limited inventory and we do have You know, buyer demand out there because rates are so good. But you have to, I have to be true to me. And I I feel like I would be, I wouldn't be authentic if I'm out there saying, it's the best time to buy a house. I'm having real conversations with people individually. And I've said to people, "Ah, I might wait. And then there's other people I'm like, actually, I think it might be good for you right now because you're a lawyer. You feel like they're not cutting your hours. You feel confident. And as long as you feel confident, let's move forward. Um, but anyway, I went down a little path there. No, 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 Oops. no. It's,
0: it's, it's, I like where you went with that though, because again, it's funny. I, I know that, uh, our, our 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 mindshare group our masters that are on here right now watching um are all kind of nodding going how much did dave pay her for this stuff right <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> i do this stuff for free <laughs> we're, we're we're very much in line though with the messaging because i agree with you completely i think that it's it's absolutely crucial that we're connecting with each other right now we're talking to each other um you know i know that about eight weeks ago i was doing a webinar with a whole bunch of people and one guy stood up and you know sort of on camera and he says no I'm not making phone calls right now. I am not calling my clients. It is not appropriate to talk about real estate. And I went, whoa, who told you to talk about real estate? Right. And I believe that we should always be making the phone calls. We should rarely be talking about real estate and what we do for a living. And if somebody's interested, look, if you use the right channels to market yourself, people will know what you do for a living. When you talk to them, they don't want to be sold. So if you just build a relationship and you talk to them and have a conversation with them about things that are actually interesting to them that they want to talk to you about, they'll continue to talk. They'll know what you do. And if they're interested, they will spark the conversation.
1: Call them and see if they need some toilet paper, if you have some extra. I mean, (laughs) I'm serious. That is helpful. Um, You know, people will forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel and how you're making them feel during this time. If you're making them feel important. And like they're not your ticket to your next paycheck, is going to be uber important. And by the way, uh, the people that want to just call all the time and and uh, ask, so who do you know that's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? Listen, I, I drank the the red Kool Aid at one point at a different brokerage, and I was taught all that stuff. I never felt comfortable saying it. Every time I did make the call in a in a class that I was taking, um, I felt like a sleazeball. And here's what what occurred to me. Do you know when you go and you buy furniture? And that person follows you around. What do you do? You immediately turn (laughs) around. Yeah, you turn around. You don't want them up on your butt. (laughs) But when you're ready, like when I find the sofa that I want to pick, I do want to see you around the corner where I can wave to you. That's fine. But don't follow me around. And you are doing the same thing in real estate every time you call them, saying the same stupid scripts. But when you call them and you just say, you know, hey, David, how are you? Is there anything I can do for you? Are, are you doing okay? Um, do you need some toilet paper? I actually have a couple extra wipes. I know that you you, know, you work outside the house every day. Is there something I can do for you? And that's the way to build relationships. And it all comes back.
0: And it all comes back. And that's it. And I think that that's the hardest part. I was on one yesterday or the day before. I think it was yesterday. And the, uh, the organizer, you know, in the Q&A after, he goes, I got to ask you. And this was with his entire broker, John. He says, why does everybody make it so hard to work their database? And, you know, I gave him a good answer. I mean, I thought it was a good answer. I thought it was fair. But it was it, it's something that stuck with me for the rest of the day, right? Why do we make it so hard to work the database? And then through some of the reading I did this morning, because I just started a new book this morning, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And yeah, you see, you've read that too. Um, I literally just started this morning. And one of the things he talked about was, was essentially kind of a very similar thing around, you know, the little consistent things. And I I like to teach about, and I've always used this analogy for years about the Mona Lisa. You know, she wasn't painted in a day. It was small little brushstrokes that painted the masterpiece. And then I'm listening to Darren this morning and he's going off about the same thing about consistency. And it's those small little things. And he used a bunch of different analogies. And I thought this makes a lot of sense. So then you start going back to the question that was asked asked yesterday about, you know, why is it so hard? And really because that's the work. Adding somebody in your database is actually part of the process of work when it comes to real estate, because now you're putting somebody into your database, you have the opportunity to follow up and build relationship. We just don't know when those deals are coming. We just know if we do enough, we should be able to, like you said, build a business off of relationships.
1: Do you know that I have a database, but I very rarely use it? Why is it? And that's because Facebook is my database.
0: Okay. So where are you tracking history and notes and stuff? I don't. Okay. I
1: don't ever worry about that because I know I'm building relationships with people. I'm texting them. I, I just, maybe I'm different in a sense, but I naturally think about people and I just send them things and... Um, you know, I have a database and I can check in there. Like when I have an invite for the movie event, right? I got to go to the database and use that.
0: I was doing, okay, <laughs> there. Yeah. So where's that? Yeah. That's in a CRM, is it not?
1: That's in a CRM. So I have that, but day to day, I'm really just, like the other day, um, I, I have this group of moms that I absolutely adore. They're my friends. They're in my neighborhood where I sell a lot. I just loaded up a, a Starbucks card, took a screenshot of the barcode and I sent it to them in a group text that we're in. There's 20 of them. And I said, Happy Mother's Day. Go have a drink on me. Um, that's my database in that sense. It's- okay, hold on.
0: Tell me about this because I, I want to go down two roads here just so I don't forget. One of them is I want to know your process sort of uh, for what you would like to share publicly in terms sure. of how you leverage. But I want to talk on Facebook groups for just a second here. Yeah. You went into a group, you posted a picture of a card, and you basically made it open to anybody to go spend your money. Now, so this
1: was this was a text, but I've done that on okay. a group, yes.
0: Okay, love. So tell me about the groups then, because you also um, are the sort of co-founder, organizer, mastermind behind some of some pretty big groups on Facebook, and you know the power of groups. Like one thing that I say, and you brought up, you know, um, you said something off the top here about you know referrals from other realtors, yeah, and how you work relationship, and you're able to build business off of them. There are a lot of Facebook groups that are just all realtors. And when you go into them, they are just polluted with negativity and people complaining and you'll find some good stuff, but there's a lot of just negativity. And it's not a good environment, especially for this. And when we talk about anxiety, and we talk about having the mind right. Right. That said, if you leverage Facebook groups properly, and you said, you know, a mom group, and I know you said text message, but I mean, I think about my wife. My wife is part of so many mom groups on Facebook. The amount of stuff that those ladies talk about, and 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 again, good, helpful, valuable information. You know, she's part of cooking groups on Facebook. I'm part of Maple Leafs groups on like hockey, you know, groups on Facebook. Those groups are powerful, are they not?
1: They're very powerful.
0: How do you leverage those properly? Like what would you say to anybody if it's like, okay, I'm working my database or I'm working my Facebook? What could somebody do today to work their Facebook effectively?
1: Does well, that make sense? It's for- it does. And it's brick by brick. And and I think too many people tried to build the house in a day and it's going to take, you know, six to eight months to build that house. So, so you got to do it brick by brick. You go into those groups and you give first. It's what Gary V, v says. It's, it's not just right hook. It's jab, jab, right hook. And so you can go into those groups, but don't expect to take right away. You got to put deposits in that freaking bank. And like, it's going to take a while before you can withdraw anything. And so if you go into those groups, be helpful first. And you will find, if you're consistent with being helpful, eventually everybody starts realizing that you're the one to go to, that you're the one that's helpful. I'll tell you, a lot of agents send me business because I give them the farm. I, I do these kind of podcasts and, and things all the time, and I, I give them exactly what I do. Even people in my own market I know are on these podcasts. I share it because I come from an abundant mentality and you have to have that in these Facebook groups. Um, you can go on there and you can feel like you're lost at sea and but you you can't, like I know lab coats, right? Like I go in there um, and there's, there's also, you have to remember your mindset with this. There are little subgroups of people that have private message bots to, like to each other and they pay, to go and recommend each other when they see somebody posted for a referral. I don't do that. You're either right. Yeah. Like, like you, you and I would be in a group and and Dustin and Frazier and all those people. And then when you see, you know, I'm looking for an agent in Richmond, you and all of them go on and you all post my name because we're all in this paid group. I don't do that crap. I just don't, I truly believe that, you know, you should recommend the correct agent. I'm not going to be the right agent for everybody. Um, but if you go in those groups and you just, you chip away at it, you know, or, or brick by brick, you just go in there and you see how you can add value on the non-referral post, they will eventually think about you. And you know, it's, I don't want, I don't want a hundred friends. I want like five good people I can rely on. People aren't realizing you only need about 36 people, um, raving fans to build your business and, and to have a fantastic business for the rest of your life. I don't need 3000 people in a database. I don't, I need about 36 a clients that will recommend me. And when what is important is it that I create such an amazing experience for them that if Veronica and David are at a party and, and David says, man, I got to sell my house. Veronica says, you have to use Shannon. Let me tell you what she did. And, By the way, a lot of agents aren't adding any extra value. Um, You're going in and you are exactly the same as the next agent that you're competing against. You have to have something that differentiates you and that makes that difference. And having a raving fan club and doing video and all that stuff, it all stacks up. Um, It might take a little while for people to realize it, but I just have, I have um, just, what's the word? I just have so much confidence and, and I have blind confidence that as long as I do the work and I'm doing right by people, it will come and it just keeps happening. Um, but anyway, Facebook groups, go in there, brick by brick, be helpful first, make your deposits in the bank, then you can take a withdrawal
0: wicked feedback, wicked, wicked, wicked insight on that, because that's, that's again, that's exactly what it is, right? It's going there and build relationships with people, find, find people that have similar interests to you, talk to them, you know, learn from one another, just get to know each other, build relationship with each other and potentially open up an opportunity for down the road. Um, I also love the fact that you said, you don't need 3000 people on a contact list. And I know for me being in the line of work that I'm in, um, Doing what we've been doing for the past 15 years now. We've seen lists that are 30 and 40 people big, and we see lists that are 3 and 4,000 people big. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, you know, as clients, I love to be with 3 or 4,000, but quite frankly, to me, every single one of my clients is the same. We love them all equally, no matter how much or how big they are, what they do. Um, but I do not believe that having 3 or 4,000 people on a list is going to be of value to you in the way you think it would. And I also think that if you've only got 30 or 40, and I don't mean to what you said of your A-listers, your tribe, but I'm talking just only 30 or 40, well, guaranteed you know more people than that. Yeah. So I'm curious, when it comes to your database, what is, and, and you've shared some of it, um, but what is your process? You know, You're building your biz purely off relationships. You seem to be very passionate about that. What are you doing with people? Like you talk about sending them stuff or doing the movie night. I mean, take this through. Like if, if, if you had put me into your database today. Okay. What maybe over the next 12 months would I be seeing as part of the marketing that you are sure. going to use to build mindshare and try to create that opportunity to earn my biz?
1: I'm going to tell you that, but I'm going to put one thing. There is a caveat to, you do need three or 4,000 people in your database if you're transactional.
0: Ah, you, Okay, I like it. I like you don't it. need it if you're like relational. It. Okay. Right. Cool.
1: So, David, which, which, hold on,
0: let's go there. Sorry, sorry. I like that. I like what you said. Which also means that on the three or four thousand, you can spend a hell of a lot more money trying to get business than you I would took, if you just focus yes. on the list.
1: Hundred percent. And I took, I took the money by the way that I used to spend on leads, and I spend it on people. So, I mean, I'm still spending money. But I'm spending less, but I'm getting better results. So, so hold on.
0: So, for everybody, she is working easier, spending less, and making more. Would that be a good statement?
1: 100%. And <laughs> all you I keep saying is 100%. Partner. I'll give you 99%. Yes. Yes. And let's cool. say that you come to me and you want to buy a house. All right. We're going to meet at, say, a Starbucks. This is pre-COVID. Everybody's having to do things differently. But let's just go to what, what is normal. Uh, we go to Starbucks. Uh, we're gonna. I'm going to buy you a cup of coffee, and we're going to talk about your needs. You're going to sign a buyer agreement. Awesome. I'm going to get home. I'm going to send you a handwritten note. Oh, I know. Handwritten notes. Oh, oh, how innovative. Trust me. It's innovative. People aren't sending handwritten notes. They're just not doing it. Oh,
0: you're the best.
1: You know, Just send a freaking note, right? So handwritten note. I set you up on your home search. You send me the list that you want to see. We go out to tour for the first time. You're going to get a little brown paper gift bag. And in there has my buyer, uh, buyer guide, by the way, that I wrote and it's nice and bound and it's 16 pages. Very informative. Um, you get a custom coloring book from Curious Custom that Betty Lee in New York City, another agent has shared with me. She sent it to me and I was like, this is awesome. So I created a custom one of Richmond. It has all these like different landmarks of Richmond. It's really cool. Kids like it, but people like to adult color. Also in that bag, you're getting a couple granola bars, two waters, and a little bit of chocolate. You just, cause I know what it's like to share, uh, to go look at houses. You get hungry. So, and I've also had, <laughs> I've had buyers like actually open up the cabinet in a seller's house. And I'm like, Oh, so this kind of kills two birds with one stone. You get a little gift from us and you you get to fill, um, fill up and eat and not eat out of the seller's stuff. So then we get you under contract. Awesome. Congrats. We send you brownies from banner season or send out brownies. Congrats on going under contract. We can't wait to hold your hand through this process. All right, cool. Then we get to um through inspection. You get through inspection, we're all negotiated. We send you a custom um leather, uh what's that called? Uh travel tag, um, suitcase tag, right? Oh, yeah. That luggage tag. Thank yeah. you, luggage tag. <laughs> we send that to you and we say, Congratulations on getting through inspection. It's time to pack your bags and get moving. And then we get to closing and we give you some kind of personalized gift. So then that's the process through coming a new client. But then you are now part of our club. Our MVP club is what I call it. So then in, in June, typically, May, June, you get an invite uh, to our movie event. We, we rent out a movie theater, we pay for the ticket, the popcorn, the soda. We get a title company to come in there and help us with gifts like we've done. When we did Star Wars, we did Solo. If you dressed up, you got it put into a drawing to win prizes. And so the title company paid for those prizes. Um, And our lender always helps us with the the movie event. Uh, In November, you get to be, you get a free pie or cake. And so in October I say, here are your choices of pie. The Tuesday before Thanksgiving, you can come by 12 to one express pickup. I literally pick a parking lot and I hand out pie as they drive through. Or between four and six, come on in, happy hour on us, have a drink. We order some appetizers, break bread, by the way, breaking bread is where you're really building those relationships, but some people are too busy and it's life. And so they need that drive-through experience and meeting people where they are in their lives. So we do that. We've done a self-defense class where I've hired a Krav Maga instructor and had a ladies only self-defense. I've hired a Dave Ramsey-esque money coach where they came for two hours and they left with a budget. And let me tell you, that's one of my favorite things that I've ever done. Because I know for a fact, like four or five people hired that coach um, or went and got another coach, and they're out of debt. And now that COVID hit, don't you think they're going to remember who helped set them up for success? That means more to me than any house that I could have ever sold them, knowing that I had an impact on those families' lives. Um, so you get invited to all that. And then on top of that, I'm going to need a drink here. I'm getting Oh, a little- I love
0: it. I love it. It's funny because I got people that are saying like, I need the recording, <laughs> Catherine. Don't worry, we're going to post this for you.
1: <laughs> well, on top of that, what we do is I also have a, uh, uh, an MVP program where you get to, to rent things from me for free. So when you work with me or you refer to me um, or in your, my, my sphere, you get access to free rentals of I have uh, the number one item is the power washer, uh, the rug scrubber, the sawzall, the chainsaw. We have a 5 by 8 utility trailer. So if you want to hook that up to your car and go get mulch, go for it. You can borrow that for up to a week from me. We have tall ladders. I mean, I've got so much stuff. And I tell people this, listen, when you go to the listing appointment and they're interviewing, you say, okay, cool. Well, let me show you my video and let me tell you about my MVP program. It's added value beyond just sticking a sign in the yard. And so that's what you get if you're a client of mine.
0: Now, wh- yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> that Sorry. was amazing. Take your water, take your water. I, I got you. That me and coach. Um, that was absolutely amazing. And, and it's, you've got that right down. And now that's when somebody's working with you, they've gone through the process, they've decided they're going to, they're going to work with you. Um, what about, and, and, and I mean, again, love it, love it, love it. Not, not, not to take anything away from that. I would ask the same question of, let's just say now, because you are doing so much on the Facebook, you know, we talk about, um, bridging that connection between the online and the offline, how do you take somebody or when would you take somebody who you have on Facebook that um, you know, you've developed a good relationship with and you kind of think, you know what, this person's worthy of my pies. This person's worthy of being part of the invitations to this stuff that I'm doing. They're worthy of being on my actual database.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you make that determination? When do you make that determination? And because it's Facebook, yes, you can talk to me through there and you could just straight up ask me for my phone number and or email address. But what is the process you go through for that? And I, again, I imagine it's different for many different people, depending on who they are and what you talk about. But just in general, does the question make sense?
1: It does. So when I first started doing all of this, um, determining who was going to go on that list, for me, it started with, well, you know, who sent me a referral? And then it morphed into, mm, who do I want to spend time with? It wasn't just about the referral. it was like, who do I like and who do I want? There are people that I've serviced back in the trans- transactional days. Um, I deleted them from my database. I-, I didn't like them. They probably didn't like me. Um, and the funny thing is it's like I like dogs, right? And if a dog doesn't like me, I'm gonna try to pet it more and more and more. And I kept trying to pet these dogs that just wanted to bite me, and I finally hit delete on the on the database, and thank God I did because my life increased so now. Who makes that, makes that list is, do I like you? Do I, do you like me? Are you a good person to be around? Do I want to love on you? Um, and then naturally a lot of those people just send referrals because now you're working, your vibe will attract your tribe, right? Like now you're working with people that you want to work with. As for Facebook, you have to take things off the digital and, and go into the analog a little bit. So one thing I was doing, and again, it was before COVID, um, and I think we're all just kind of two months in on this COVID thing. So we're all yeah. still kind of trying to bob and weave and figure out what to do. Uh, what I was doing is that money that I had used to spend on leads with Zillow and and and, uh, and uh, what was the other one that called me again today? Uh, Kazoo? I'm like, no, take me off your list. I told you to take me off your list two years ago when I stopped buying leads. Um, I take that money and I was inviting somebody out to lunch every week. And every week I would go and I would break bread and I would just find out what's going on in their lives. And that's think about that. Every week that's 52 people. You miss a week here or there. Okay, let's just call it four that you have now invested time in and they've invested time in you. Those a lot of those people are gonna want to like refer to you and help you out because again, you're building the relationship. So it starts out on Facebook, and then on Facebook I would send a private message and be like, Hey, what are you doing next Tuesday? You want to go get some lunch? And I always go, I can't remember which book. I read so many books that I forget. This might've been seven levels of communication, but I always go to the same restaurant. And do those people not treat me and my people even better? To the point that when I get takeout now from that restaurant, I kid you not, I could go dig it out of my trash right now. They write love notes on the container on the styrofoam. We miss you, Shannon. Like when I went in for Mother's Day last year, they put a sign on the back of this the stool that said, Happy Mother's Day, Shannon. Like and so I'm building now relationships with the business as well as the client. So you gotta take it into analog as well.
0: But but Shannon, I don't feel like if I take somebody out for lunch every week, it's very like I'm I'm really busy and I don't have the time to just sit there and like what if I'm not working a deal with them? Should I really be taking them for lunch?
1: Then you're transactional and you just, uh, you're just you just going to have to keep spending more and more money just to keep getting more and more leads to filter through people. And if you don't have the time for people, tell me why they should have the time for you. Why should they help you if you're not taking time to help them?
0: Um, that, was, that was another drop the mic moment. and I, I'm taking notes on that one. If I really don't, don't
1: understand time. it. And it's funny, I, I, I don't know why I'm going down this path, but people send me messages all the time on Facebook. They're like, can you please explain to me why you get so much engagement on Facebook? Because sometimes I'll get at 300 comments. Um, two reasons. One, I ask questions about other people and I legitimately want to know the answer. I'm not just writing it for engagement. I like, I will be eating wings and I'll be like, Oh, wonder, you know, who what wonder what other places are really good? Because I love this place. So I'll post that question and I get all of these answers. The other key to that is I answer their comment. So if we were in real life and you ask me a question. Ask me any question.
0: What's your favorite restaurant?
1: And I just sit there and I don't say anything <laughs> when you think I'm a freak. <laughs> you would think I'm a freak. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the same thing on Facebook. If somebody took the time to to write a comment and you don't answer, it's like they're having a one-way conversation and they're like, what a jerk. They're just posting that for engagement. And you are. If you just post a question and run, you're just doing that for engagement. You just want everybody else to, to put on there. Take the time. Take 20 minutes. Listen, when I get 300 comments, about 150, right? I write 150 comments back. And not just a thumbs up either. Now, some of it might be thank you because at some point when you've said the same thing over and over again, but sometimes it's thank you or thanks for taking the time to watch that or, you know, oh, you, you like Kit Kat? Like, do you like it in like broken up in ice cream? Like things I legitimately think about. Anyway, it's all about putting the time into other people um, because if you are too busy for them, they, they should definitely be too busy for you. And by the way, they're going to call me because we'll go hang out and I'll take you to lunch and, and I'll get to know you and we'll become friends.
0: Okay. I, I need you to stop because my cheeks are really hurting from all the smiling <laughs> I'm doing today. Uh, <laughs> no, this is this is amazing. So you've got your, your database on lockdown and you have continued to share reason after reason after reason here today about why we need to go after that database. Um, and I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I'm very genuine when I say to you, my cheeks are hurting. It's, it's, it's awesome. So what do you do? Like we talk Facebook, we talk talking to people. Um, I got this thing of, you've got two groups, you got the people, you know, and you got the people you don't know. And we know that all of our business come from the people we do know, but then it begs the question. We get a lot of the time of, well, how do I continue to build that? And you've just shared something amazing with how to leverage Facebook for that and engage in conversations, make time for other people. How else do you feed your pipeline? Like I know that, um, even Brome messaged me at one point. He's like, man, she's awesome with video, you know, and he said something like that. I don't have that verbatim, but, you know, I imagine you're leveraging video right now. Um, are you using video to build your pipeline? What else are you using to feed that pipeline? Like just to keep feeding the database?
1: Yeah, I use video. Um, I used it a lot more before COVID. Um, yeah. just being honest. So, which is interesting
0: because for- everybody the, most people seem to be using a hell of a lot more now.
1: Well, the kind of video I do typically needs a lot of people. Like, okay. I, I do skits and that sort of thing. Oh. So, um, yeah, I've done, like, one of the most popular ones I just did was uh, Grease. And we did, it's the home that you want. And then I've got chills. Multiple, no and,
0: way. Where can people you, see that?
1: Uh, it's on my Facebook uh, business page, RVA Home Team. You can find it on YouTube. My, I need to really get with Karen and work on my YouTube. She was um, awesome. But it's things like, you better pay up because I need this house, you know. And so we did stuff like, so it takes other people. But I started out just doing um, Facebook Live on my business page. So on Tuesdays, I would do buyer education. And on Thursdays, I would do seller education. I was very consistent for about a year and a half. What happens with consistency is it works and then you get busy servicing. I will tell you what I'm horrible at. I am still doing 10 $15 an hour work because I am a control freak type a OCD person. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, I have a hard time leveraging. I've hired admins before and they usually last about two months because frankly, I'm a high D and a high C. I want things done fast. I want it done right. And I don't explain how to do things. It's I'm my a high
0: ADD, OCD, ADHD. 100%. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> like,
1: that's, that's who I am. And, and I, I need to work on that. Um, but, you know, it's, the video started out very consistently. And what people, people would make fun of me. So I have to back up a second. When I first started this business, I started blogging. I moved to Richmond, didn't know anybody, but I didn't just sit here and do nothing. I blogged every day, sometimes twice a day. I sold three houses in 2012. I sold 30 in 2013. And that's because of blogging. So I knew-
0: Blogging where if, on your website?
1: I blogged on Active Rain on my website. Got like it, okay. I just- and back then people weren't blogging. And yeah. so I got a ton. at one point. I had hundred, I was the hundred and eighty, I was ranked 189,000 in the entire U S for websites because I blogged so much. Um, and so I did it. So I knew moving to video, I just knew if you do it long enough and hard enough and believe in it, that it would happen. So I moved to video and I was doing it consistently and people would be like, but you know, don't you worry about the views? No. Sometimes I would get one person watching me, sometimes zero. Um, And sometimes replay you see, like, you'll see that it's about the replay. You would see 100 views, 200 views, 300, 400 views. But it wasn't until like eight months in that you get a message and you're like, they say, hey, I saw your video about, you know, blah, 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 blah. And here's the thing. People don't need a mortgage or a realtor until they need a mortgage or a realtor. So I had the information there when they needed it. And they just went and they found the information that they needed. And all of a sudden I started to get business because people were finding it. So that's how I started with video. Um, I do a lot of branding videos, I had. um, I do a lot of listing videos. Now, right now, during COVID to me, it's very important that we do regular, just regular videos because our MLS doesn't let people be in the video. And right now, I have to have video on the MLS so that it gets people in and they can choose whether they're going to brave going outside or not for it. That being said, when it's not COVID, I typically do videos that I put on YouTube and Facebook. Um, I've done Mission Impossible. I know one of Chelsea's favorites. I I didn't like it, I did Stranger Things. Um, It's one of her favorites. And that's the other thing, by the way. What you like isn't always what's going to resonate with somebody else, and vice versa. Like if I hate baseball, I love football. Somebody might hate football and love baseball. You got to do a little bit of both. You just never know what's going to work. So I leverage video and that. We do listing videos. We do branding videos. We do the educational videos. Um, and you know, I don't pay for ads, but what I will do is after that video has grown organically to two, 3000 views, sometimes they'll grow. To, I had one grow to 26,000 views organically. Wow. Um, yeah, I forget which one it was. I know the one that went to 15 was I did a spoof on Big, the Tom Hanks movie. Oh yeah, um, and I gotta so, check these out. Oh, that was one of my favorites actually. Um, I had the kid like wake up in the in the bed as an adult, and he went through the house, and that was the way to showcase the house. Oh, cool. But it, we do those kinds of videos. Um, it's it's something that I, I'm very excited. I have a great idea for when I can do a fun video again for a listing video. Um, I'll just share it if somebody I don't, I'm afraid somebody's gonna rip me off. So but I can't wait to to do it. I don't care. I'll tell you. Don't rip me off anybody watching this. <laughs> My next one I want to do is tell me if you remember this. Um, in West Philadelphia, born and
0: raised on the playground. Most of my days, chilling out, maxing and relaxing all cool. Yeah, my kids are six and nine and I come downstairs, I find them, they're watching Fresh Prince. You know, at first it was cool. I sat down and watched with them. I'm like, oh my God. I took my wife, Jenna, like, babe, look at this. We started watching all of a sudden, like we started watching some of the episodes. We're like, wait a second. This is not for a six and a nine year old.
1: Turn it off. You're not allowed to watch this right now. Well, that's what I'm working on for my next yeah. listing video. I'm working on changing the lyrics right now. Now, think about that for a second. If somebody's in the video, it's nostalgia. Nostalgia, sure. and especially right now when people are stuck in the house, nostalgia just is is so needed. And um, I did a Brady Bunch one where here's a story of a realtor, Shannon. Like, and we did that. It was nostalgic. Um, but yeah, we do, we do a lot of video and we don't do ads for them, but we will boost it for video views, um, after it has marinated for a while and got as many organic views as we think, then we'll boost it. And let me tell you when you do video and you, again, are on a listing appointment and you're competing and you can say, all right, cool. I, I, I appreciate that you're, you know, interviewing other people. Can I just show you what I do video wise sometimes? People don't want to work with you if you do that. They might not want it. I had one right. lady. She's like, I don't want that. I'm like, cool. We won't do it. Right. Other people. I had these 70 year old people uh, clients. I love them. I called them up and I said, Hey, I've got an idea for a video. You know, did you ever see Breaking Bad? And they were like, No. And I said, Well, do you mind if I do a video spoof on that? And they said, Okay. I said, Well, just so you know, it's about meth. <laughs> and- <laughs> They said, well, we trust you and I did it. And, and it played really well too. Um, you know, in the beginning we put like the, where it would be the, the letters, the B-R, right? Yeah, for the yeah. elements. We did H-O-M-E, like we brought oh, that all that's together. that's
0: funny, that's cool. So you're, so you're bringing in a whole, like a whole video team to do this with you though?
1: I have a videographer, it's just you right. and I, okay, it's one cool. guy.
0: And then and you're writing it up and you're actually, I mean, it sounds like you, you got a little bit of a singing voice.
1: No, I'm horrible, no. Oh. I'm horrible. I hire people. Uh, my friend Vicky Kuhlman did my Grease one because I can't sing more okay, anything.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Now, yes. here's the interesting thing too, though. You, so you mentioned about video. You say you're not doing the online ad thing, and I know we've exhausted that today in, in a good way. Yeah. So when it comes to video, and this is something that's important to convey to everybody, it's not just about doing the video. It's about how do we promote the video? It's about do you have a call to action in the video? And if you do, where are you driving people to? And that's what I'm curious about is the promotion and do you have a CTA in there?
1: I promote it. I probably don't have a CTA other than like, give me a call if you're interested okay. in this house. Okay. Um, but I promote it. So what I do is I put it on my business page first and you let it marinate there for you know a couple hours. And then I'll share it to my timeline uh, because you know, a lot of people are on my timeline. That's just where people are. And I try to keep it 80-20 on my personal page. I really try to keep, it's just 20% business there. Otherwise people can go to my, my uh, business page if they really want to see what's going on. But I'll share it to my timeline. And then I'll wait a few more hours and I'll share it to say the um, classified ad groups that we have, you know, we probably have 20 of those around here and I'll, I'll share it there. You have to be careful, you'll get in Facebook jail if you share the same thing too fast, um, so I make sure to wait a couple hours in between sharing, and I also change the wording on each each one that I share. I, I write something else, um, I change it. So instead of like, check out this video, I'll be like, have you been looking for blah, blah, blah? A- and then I'll say, you know, watch the video, and I change the words. So that's how we promote it on there. Um, we put it on YouTube, and here's why I, I don't actively, I need to work on YouTube. Um, I I believe that you need to be a master of something. I feel like I'm a master of Facebook. I need to now master something else. And I think for me, it's going to be YouTube. Here's why it's important that you put the video on YouTube. If you can get it on there before you hit the MLS and it publishes, you can sometimes beat Zillow. And if I can get your listing on the first page or two of Google, that's another difference maker for a seller. I say to them, I can get you on page one or two, most likely, you know, every now and again, you get an outliner that won't, but I can most likely get you there. Why is that important? People don't take the listing sheets anymore from the the outside, the flyers. They do, but it's your neighbors being nosy, just taking stuff. And then it looks bad. People are Googling the address. So now if you're coming up on page one or two of Google, I just got more eyeballs on your house that you don't even know about. And so that's a difference maker as well.
0: Wicked, wicked ways to build mindshare. I absolutely love it. There are so many awesome takeaways from what you're going on about. Um, And it is is just, I mean, just exactly the way we started this off before we got on air. And just as we got on air, it is so in line with everything that I try to teach and preach to the industry. And I'll tell you that for me, it comes from a place of passion and it comes from a place of R&D through conversations just like this thousands upon thousands of them over the past decade and a half, where most realtors will tell you that they get most of their business from their list. We just know that most realtors don't do enough to work their list. Instead, we're looking for bright, shiny objects. How can I spend money on online ads? But we know, and you've just been proof of that today, that your business is built by relationships. So if you continue to power through those relationships, you will continue to grow your business.
1: Do you know what my problem is with with online leads? And this is what most, Tell anybody me. can get a lead. Any, a monkey can get a lead. What do you do with the lead afterward is the problem. Exactly. People don't have the processes. They don't have the follow-up. And listen, I'm i I'm a, I'm a two-man show, right? It's myself and my buyer agent. I hire a transaction coordinator per transaction. But really, we're a two-man show. Um, I can't, I don't have the follow-up. I was getting leads, but unless you are, And by the way, I would follow up one, two, three, four times, you have to follow up at least 12 times. It's usually the 12th time that it converts. And if you don't have an inside sales associate or somebody on staff to do that for you, how are you servicing your people well and following the lead? You can't do both. I I don't believe you can do both really well. Um, Every now and again, you get somebody that just has that personality that can do that, but that's an outliner as well. Uh, You have to... You have to have those processes and, and a big team. It's funny. I was trying to use curator at one point. Yeah. I love curator. I love those guys. Uh, and I loved Chris Smith when I called him a few years back and I didn't have a buyer agent yet. He goes, this isn't going to work for you. You don't have a team. And I didn't understand. It made me want to buy it more, right? Because I was yeah, like, yeah, why, yeah. why don't you want me? But I understood now what he was saying. If you, it's just wasting money and you're just throwing it down. So why not, if if you don't have that support system with um, admins and and team members, and that works really well for the big teams that are like 10 deep and 14 deep, that's fine. But if you don't have that, if you're kind of like me, take that money and invest it in people. I promise you, it's going to be a better investment than you just flushing money down the toilet, buy leads, there you go, because that's what happens when you get the leads and you don't have a process.
0: Shannon, where can people find you?
1: I can be found on Facebook. Um, Shannon Milligan is my, is my personal uh, page on there. And then it's RVA Home Team is my business page. If you happen to be an EXP agent, I'm on Workplace as well, which is Facebook for business. Um, I'm on there. Don't hit me up on LinkedIn. It's not my jam. Uh, I, I go on there about once or twice a year and I'll accept things and I'll have to accept like, 30,000 in a row. Um, I need to work that too, by the way. I I know Instagram's the place to be for me. It's just right now I still get a good ROI on Facebook, um, and through relationships. And so that's really where I am, but you can hit me up there and um, I'm always happy to answer questions for people.
0: Well, I got one last question for you. Uh, before we get off air, what made you smile today?
1: Having an honest conversation with somebody that gets it.
0: Yeah, amazing. Shannon, this has been absolutely great. Uh, we have covered a lot of topics today, uh, all marketing, relationship building, tons of value, my absolute favorite topics. Uh, we've definitely helped everybody build a hell of a lot more Mindshare. So I really, really appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you very, very much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're either listening to this on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Or maybe you downloaded our free Industry City Kit podcast app. Or maybe you went to my website, Mindshare101.com. And while you're on my site, make sure to download your free copy of the 7 Ways to Communicate eBook to help you build more Mindshare so that you can get more market share. And... If you want to be part of our private Mindshare 101 community, where we meet twice a month live to share ideas, tips, tricks, and to motivate each other, just click on the group coaching option for a very low cost of only $19 a month. Wherever you like to consume your content, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you haven't yet, connect with me on Facebook at Mindshare101 and on Instagram at David Greenspan 101. This is has been another episode of the Mindshare Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in.